You know what we need in our nation today? You know what your city needs? You know what your church needs? Men and women who have a word from God. Welcome to the One Cry Podcast, a nationwide call for spiritual awakening. And now, your hosts, Bill Eliff and Kyle Reno. Well, welcome to the One Cry Podcast. I'm Kyle. This is Bill. We are honored to be with you again for another episode. And I really hope, man, our prayer is that this is helping you in your relationship with God and you're helping us by sharing it with others, that they might hear these truths and more people mm-hmm. believe for the next great revival and spiritual awakening. You know, we're it's exciting to hear these podcasts. You know, you never know. Yeah. Uh, but we just saw some analytics over 100 nations so uh, cool. people are watching from, from around the world and and uh, we're so grateful for that because yeah. uh, it's not there's no intent for us to uh have a one cry podcast name <laughs> right i mean how much is that worth right not a uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh it is important to cooperate with god in paving the way for revival and spiritual awakening. And that's our passion because there's always a a previous work of that with God. Well, and it's to say we want the moment. You know, Mm -hmm. I I love moments. I'm a Mm -hmm. moments guy. You really are. (laughs) I I live in that moment. I I appreciate uh, that. But the longer you walk with God, uh, specifically spiritual moments, Mm -hmm. you realize what you're saying. Moments are meaningful. They're places Mm -hmm. of remembrance and all Mm -hmm. those things. Uh, but there was always things preceding that. Yeah. There was there was work happening before that moment could ever be. You know, R.B. Jones was a pastor in the Welsh Revival, and he, uh, 20 years after the revival, that there were guys who were trying to debunk the work of God. So he wrote a book about it called Rent Heavens, mm-hmm. and and he was there. So he said, you guys can say all this stuff, but I was there. And uh, and he talks in there uh, about the preparatory work that had happened uh, leading up to the Welsh Revival of 1904, in which 100,000 people in Wales were saved in nine months. He said this, though every revival ultimately culminates in a form which attracts the attention of all, no revival is of sudden origin. Mm. Behind the startling outburst is a process which sometimes goes on for years, a purifying and preparatory process. And uh, that's true of revival. I I think just from my little bit of 70 years of observation coming out of the Jesus movement in the 70s and watching it these years, I think we're in the moments right previous to, a great, to the next Great Awakening in our nation. I think every sign is there. And I see that as I look at, uh, interesting, interestingly enough, at John the Baptist as he prepared the way. You know, he came and he prepared the way. What, what could be a better thing to be said about your life? Well, this was a guy that prepared the way for Jesus to come. And he got it ready. And he really was used of God to start a movement that culminated in the greatest manifestation of God we've ever seen in human history. Now, how did he do that? And uh, because we're talking about men and women who change the world and are used to change the world. So I just want you to notice with me in John 3, just some things about John as we look at his life. First of all, 
John got a word from God. And it says in John 3, 2, in the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, the son of Zacharias, in the wilderness. So in other words, God did this, right? But John cooperated with it. He was listening. We don't know how. All it doesn't say how he was listening, where he was sitting, what was happening. But the word of God came to him. And you hear this message coming out of John's life. You don't hear a message about, you know, this thing or that thing. It was one message. It was a message, though, that had kind of three components. First of all, it was a message of judgment. He said, look, we're in a terrible way and the judgment of God is coming. Right. And it was a message that called for repentance. I mean, if you think what his message was, it was repent. This meant you need to have a change of mind. You're going this direction. That's not the right direction. You need to see that that's not valuable and turn and go in this direction, right? Because the judgment of God is coming. So it was a message of judgment. It was a message of repentance. And also, though, I love this. It's not some turn and burn guy, you know, turn or burn. It was a message of hope. He says in the in the scripture, you know, that the, the Lord is coming and, and it's going to be beautiful. So but he but he got a word from the Lord. Now I want to say something really important. You know what we need in our nation today? You know what your city needs? You know what your church needs? Men and women who have a word from God. Not a nice, prepared, polished presentation with slick PowerPoints, right? You need to get before the Lord until you hear what God says about the situation. And that's found in the Word of God by the Spirit of God. I've often thought as a pastor, and I'm not just talking about pastors, I'm talking about everybody. I'm talking about students. I'm talking about uh, teachers. I'm talking about everybody. We need to hear from God and communicate what He says about the current situation. I, I feel for me, it's better to have a word from God than a polished presentation of my best thoughts any day of the week in a common conversation over a cup of coffee. I need to be saying what God is saying. Whether I'm standing up preaching on a Sunday morning, I need to be saying what God is saying. And what would happen next Sunday if every pulpit in uh, America was filled with men who the word of God had come to them. That's, that's what changes a nation. And you always see when revival comes, God raises up voices. John said, well, people said, who are you? He said, I'm a voice and I'm crying in the wilderness. We're in the wilderness right now, but I am going to be a voice of one crying in the wilderness. So John got a word, but secondly, John proclaimed the word with absolute boldness. This is what you got to love about this guy. He didn't care, you know, and uh, it's a boldness, by the way, that ultimately took his life. He lost his head over this deal. <laughs> but it says in John 3, 3, he came into all the district around the Jordan preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sin. It was strong. It was unapologetic. He, he started out his message this way. Try this next Sunday. You brood of vipers, <laughs> who warns you to flee from the wrath to come? 
And then he speaks this message of judgment, of repentance, but of hope. Uh, one time I studied, uh, I just noticed in Scripture Paul asking people to pray for him, and it intrigued me, and so I kind of studied it out. Do you know Paul never asked for comfort, for more money, that things would go well, uh, that he would have a happy life? You know the one thing he always asked people to pray for him? One thing, boldness. Boldness. Now, this indicates that Paul probably was fearful because he, he, if he didn't have that need, he wouldn't have asked them to pray. But he said, just pray that I would be unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Pray that I would be bold. You know why? Because we want people to like us and we want to be comfortable and we want to have it to go well. But Paul said, look, I want to be used of God. In order to do that, I've got to speak the word of God regardless of the outcome. And this was John. He proclaimed the word of God with absolute boldness, right? And then here's the final thing about John that made him so marvelously used of God. He just kept looking for Jesus. <laughs> I love this, you know. He's just looking for Jesus, and he's proclaiming, hey, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. He spoke, spoke of Jesus. Uh, it says in uh, chapter 3, verse 16 of John, John answered, said to all of them, uh, as for me, I baptize you with water. One is coming, one is coming who's mightier than I. I'm not fit to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire his winnowing fork is in his hand to thoroughly clear his threshing floor, to gather the wheat into the barn. He'll burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations, he preached the gospel to the people. The gospel is the good news that we're sinful, but Christ is coming to take away the sin of the world, to take away our sin. You know, uh, one cry is devoted to doing that, which would help facilitate and cooperate with God and seeing revival come and spiritual awakening come. But revival is not about revival. Revival is about Jesus. And one, once I asked Richard Owen Roberts, who's one of the greatest authorities on revival in our nation, he's in his late 80s now, and he said, I can give a one word definition of revival. God. It's God in his rightful place, God enthroned, God worshiped, God adored. And so, you know, John had just kind of a one note song. It was Jesus. I want to point people to Jesus. I want to prepare the people for Jesus. I want to get everything ready for Jesus because Jesus is the hope of the world and the hope of life. And uh, he was calling them to Jesus. And if you want to be used of God, call people to Jesus. Take them to Jesus and look for Jesus and pray for a manifestation of Jesus. And I love this. One day, John looked up, and there he was. Behold, the Lamb of God. Can you imagine that moment? Who takes away the sin of the world?
Kyle, uh, I want to be a man like mm-hmm. that. Amen. I look at the at the first followers of Christ, mm-hmm. and they were. Like uh, those yeah. after, and it, just as you were saying this, I was thinking about how often in the scriptures it talks about them looking for the day of the Lord. Yeah, like they they had this urgency mm-hmm. in the way, in the same way that John was looking mm-hmm. for him uh, to come in his life, his ministry, all those mm-hmm. things that he didn't fully understand. You know, those those that seen Jesus in resurrected state, man, they're like, he's gonna come back anytime. Mm-hmm. You know, that they live with an urgency toward his return. They wanted to see him make himself known in that moment, but they're also looking for the day when he comes again. And, you know, I, I've been a pastor all my life. I've dealt with thousands of pastors. We can get, and I believe in the exposition of the word. I've preached through books, you know, Old and New Testament books all my life. And, and uh, but I, I think sometimes, even as pastors, we get caught up in the minutia mm-hmm of truth without going to the ultimate purpose, and that's to bring people into the presence of Christ right. and encounter with Christ, right. you know, taking them to Jesus, well, you proclaiming look at John, Jesus. John 5, 39, you know, Jesus says to the Pharisees, a passage that means so much to me, says to the Pharisees, you search the scriptures because in them you think there's eternal life, but it's that they testify about me. Yeah, you know, he's saying they're well, trying no, to take you to me, get yeah, you to me. That's the whole point. Like the Bible is yeah. bringing us to to the Christ. Yeah, you know, and if you miss that, you miss Him. You know, I have a I have a little uh, sign that my wife did the calligraphy on. That's a little picture that's on my wall in my study, and it's my favorite poem. It says, "I read Thy Word, O Lord, each passing day, and in Thy sacred page." Fine, glad employ. But this I pray, save from the killing letter. Teach my heart, set free from human form, uh, to see you in every precept, prophecy, and sign. Not knowledge, but thyself, my joy. For this I pray. Get people to Jesus. You want to be somebody used of God? Be a voice crying in the wilderness that says, Behold the Lamb of God. So let's pray that in. Kyle, why don't you lead us? And as we're praying, as always, we don't want to just pray over the radio or the video device you're watching. We want you to join us walking into the throne room of the Father and the Son and the Spirit right now. And let's talk to Him about this. Yeah, Lord, we want to be men and women that see you, uh, Lord, in a relationship, in our spirit, Lord, that we're looking for you all the time, uh, Lord, that we're looking for you in the midst of our work days, that we're looking for you to you in our God times, our quiet times, God. We're, we're looking to see you working in the life of somebody, mm-hmm. God, that we're looking and seeing what you're doing in the world. And so we ask uh, even now for the help of the Spirit to be the kind of men, uh, Lord, that are bold in our proclamation of who you are, mm-hmm. bold in, in believing your work right now, uh, God, and looking for it everywhere all the time. Mm-hmm. So, Lord, awaken that in your church right now in this country and around the world. Father, thank you for John, this voice who just cried in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. And I I pray, Father, that we would see our role in this world in the remaining days you give us as a voice 
and as a hand that is pointing to Jesus and saying to people uh, with many exhortations, Lord, we are preaching the gospel of the Lord. So, so take us there. And Lord, uh, we don't want to be men and women who at the end of the day and the end of our lives, everything we've done is just blown away. It's just wood, hay, and stubble. It's burned with fire. Lord, we want to we we want to bear fruit and fruit that would remain, that would last, that would take people into eternity, knowing Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, Lord, take us there, and make us men and women who uh, are used of you to change our world. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Hey, again, honored that you would give us some time in your life to share and hear about these things. And I, I would just encourage you to take some time and ponder what's God saying to you. Uh, what, what adjustments need to be made in your life? Because there's just more of Him. There's just more of Him for you. And we're praying for that. We look forward to seeing you next week.